Welcome to Puppet Hunt Radio Season 2! Hi, and I'm Matt, and this is Lane. With Matt and Lane, yes, very good. Uh, We're so excited that good fortune has smiled upon us, and we have new materials that came in the mail, thanks to our fan base out there. Thank you, all of you. Um, And it's quite quite an interesting tale. Yeah, it is a tale. Uh, I got some records. And I didn't know that they were the uh, Puppet Hunt, so I stashed them for a long time. Yes, long playing records, also called LPs. Yeah, I couldn't get my, my record player is not working because I don't have the right needle, and I couldn't find it because Radio Shack's well, out of business. Remember we talked about not going off on the like side things oh, right. for the recording stuff. So anyway, long story short, uh, I found out when we, uh, well, okay, we listened to them finally, uh, and then uh, figured out that they were uh, Puppet Hunt material. Yes, and we, I, I hesitate to mention this, but we're still getting a lot of blank uh, VHS cassette tapes, uh, and so that's con- Max. that's confusing to us, and, you know, and then Matt got the LPs, and he's like, okay, this is just more junk. Part I got of a laser disc of Tron. Why would someone send that? Do you have any idea? I think that Did was someone say big, Tron? I think that was the big movie that was supposed to like deliver the the medium to yeah, us. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with noir or puppet hunt or radio. We're really not getting our message across. That's what I'm seeing. Somewhere, as a I think there's a site somewhere out there that like somebody says, "Where do I recycle things?" And somehow we our link is on there because that's that's the only uh, explanation. Yeah, somebody misunderstood some too. Because Goodwill doesn't take those. They were mailed to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to look into this. And listeners, if They're you know of us, clean. if you've seen us on some recycling website or something, delete uh, it. Please, either that or tell us, and then we can talk to the webmaster, the host of the website, Reddit. and all that other stuff. We we don't want to get any more. Well, I don't know. At the same time, maybe the person who sent us the LPs. Is it possible that they knew that they didn't know that it was an, a puppet hunt? No, that would be very suspicious. I was completely floored that it was on vinyl, but I looked into it, and uh, Matt, I saved it for this part right here. Uh I want want to lay it all out for you on why the recordings were on vinyl. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So, uh, well, as I understand it, the recordings were made live. Um, They would say transcribed in Hollywood, for example, um, on some of these recordings. And what they meant by that was just simply what we would call today recording, recorded in Hollywood, and they would put them on LPs so that they could be shipped to various regional radio stations and radio networks, and then they could play them when it made sense, because live broadcasts across the country weren't always yeah, the most practical right. thing. That makes sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's so fans of the show, uh, keep go one more time through those attics and basements and look for LPs as Floor well boards. now. Under your floorboards? Sometimes things are hidden under floorboards, in in attic crawl spaces, uh, ducts. I'm getting really confused now. All right, so we think that this is a reboot Reboot. of... We've only listened to the first five minutes. I mean, it's just so exciting. We want to listen along with you for the first time. It seems like they restarted. I guess they wouldn't call it rebooting in those days. doesn't matter. It's the same title as the original. Yes, uh, and seems like the same voices. It's, the Tina Plotkin sounds the same, right? But the uh, again, Rock the Candy maybe different. Rock Candy either the guy had a cold or he just well, they have different actors to play the different characters. So yeah, maybe he decided he was going to go with a slightly different voice this or yeah. a completely the old one different sounded voice. Really 
kind of, it really didn't sound very manly to me. There was a, a feminine quality to his voice that took away from the the noir oh, that you usually okay, see. Yeah. Okay. So he's more of a femme fatale. Better quality of recording. So that's the LP thing in there somewhere, or at least with the fact that we got it straight off the LP. Yeah. And then we had to get something that could record LP to digital. We have for you now a restart, a two part, it appears to be, of Large Neck Virgin. Part one. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. told you, you're not allowed back here. Now beat it before. Oh, Rock Candy. Uh, sorry I didn't recognize you. I uh, thought you were somebody else. Uh, say, uh, you going on stage tonight? Uh, no, not tonight, Chet. I'm here to see Milton Raspy. Thought he could use the support. Oh, that's too bad. I, I guess you're pretty busy now with your detective business and all. Uh, you and Jerry are hilarious. Why, thanks, Chet. Uh, that bit you guys do about the, <laughs> the cured meat, uh, how's that go again? What's the difference between, uh, <laughs> between a, a hot dog? <laughs> 75 cents plus tax. And make sure it's kosher. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 75 cents. Hilarious. Oh, you guys always slay me. Uh, uh, Milton's over by the stage, uh, nervous as an expectant father. Uh, thanks, Chet. See you around. <laughs> 75 cents. Oh, hilarious. Uh, hello, Milton. Oh, uh, Rock Handy, is that you? What am I, Chuck Liver? But uh, Jerry, it's good to see you guys. Thanks for coming on my big opening night. Boy, I, I gotta tell you, I'm sweating bullets. Ah, relax, pal. You know, that new cigar smoking bit is your best yet. Uh, here, have a drink. I never played to a crowd this size before. There must be 60 people out there. Uh, you got nothing to worry about. Ain't that right, Jerry? Well, uh, yeah, sure. Nothing's funnier than a 10-minute bit about potatoes. Hey, what's wrong with potatoes? I sure could eat a potato every day. If I could eat, that is. On account of me being made of wood. <laughs> yeah, you'll do fine, Milton. It ain't like you to be so nervous. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's it's just all those puppets going missing. It's it's got me on edge. If I ever lost Woodrow, why well, I'd be out on the street. He, he's my bread and butter. It's, it's, see, I barely make ends meet as it is. Ends meet, butter, potatoes. Uh, sounds like you're eating pretty good, pal. Oh, well, yesterday we had to go get lunch at a soup kitchen. Uh, it's chicken soup. What, no matzo balls? Uh, who was that quiz that made the paper this morning? Uh, Jack something. Belgum. Uh, Jack Belgum and Pablo. Yeah, that's him. Oh, they, they played the brown mullet just last week. Story is he, he set down his dummy and when he turned around, Pablo was gone. It's stolen from right under his nose. Stolen, huh? Well, the way I hear it, Jackie was more careful with where he set his rum and cola than his dummy. He probably just misplaced him. You got nothing to worry about. Uh, 
You should tell him about that lady, Milton. Quiet, Woodrow. Boy, she sure is beautiful. What a pair of gams. They go all the way to the floor. What lady? Boy, it's hot in here. Meet me after the show, will you, Rock? Uh, it's something I need to talk to you about. You in trouble, Milt? Oh, oh no, no, no trouble. It's just, uh, I'll talk to you after the show, Rocky. Uh, wish me luck. Luck he doesn't need. Less potato jokes. Now that would be helpful. Excuse me, ma'am. Is this seat taken? No. No, not at all. I, uh, have a weakness for a man with a dummy. You must be like a kid in a candy store in this town. Are you performing tonight? Rock Handy, private puppet investigations. I'm a quist, sure, but these days I... Uh, let's just say I'm a man of many talents. <laughs> I bet you are. As long as it's puppet-related, of course. Friend of Milton? I... We have a professional relationship. Oh, you don't say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, I'd like to welcome everyone and now uh, introduce a very special and unique act. Uh, Milton Raspy and Woodrow. Uh, thanks so much, folks. It's it's great to be here at the Shinola Lounge, the premier venue in Large Neck. Isn't that right, Woodrow? Uh, uh yep. Uh, is that all you have to say, Woodrow? Uh, yep. Well, this might be a short show. I'll tell you, you with your, your one-word answers. I... Uh, <clears throat> Yes, well, anyone uh, from out of town tonight? Uh, any out of towners? And and where are? Uh... Oh, he's leaving, Belton. Yes, I can see that, Woody. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure he'll be back. As you know, uh, Woodrow, I'm originally from Idaho myself. Uh, anyone in the audience from that area? The Midwest? No. Well, it's it's quite a place. Wonderful place. Uh, fine state. Uh, Quite a place. What, um, what, uh, so Idaho is often associated with the potato, as I understand it. Isn't that right, Woodrow? Uh, yep. That's right, Milton, uh, but that's not all Idaho is famous for. Oh, it's not, huh? All right, Woodrow, what else is the state of Idaho known for? More potatoes. <coughs> Sure, potatoes, sure. Uh, now, now, Woodrow, I know uh, you like potatoes. Why, sure I do, Belton. Uh, doesn't everybody? Yes, I suppose they do. Now, tell us, what's your favorite kind of potato? Oh, gee, Belton. Well, come on, the audience is waiting. Uh, Yukon Gold, uh, Russet, French Fingerling. Idaho. That's right. I, Idaho potatoes are your favorite. I remember. I remember now. Um, Don't panic. Don't panic. Whew. Well, now Woodrow, I suppose you think you're a big man smoking that fancy cigar. 
hey, hey, hey that's, that's not right. Somebody switched cigars. Uh, well, well, this one looks like a stick of... Are you all right, miss? I, I I, think so. What happened? Dynamite. Somebody switched the cigars. Call Large Neck PD. Tell them to send an ambulance. Yes, of course. Milton! Milton! Rock. Oh. Save your energy, pal. Ambulance is on its way. I, I really bombed this time. Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, Milton. Yeah. Oh, darn it. Where's that ambulance? Rocky. What is it, pal? I'm, I'm here, Milt. Dr. Casings. Write that down, Jerry. Oh. Milton. Milton! to be at the Friedrichsons for supper tonight. Just a few more minutes, dear. Ah, what a pleasure it is to relax in a warm bath after a long day at the office. Darn it all. I've dropped the soap again. Why, this soapy water is so cloudy. I'll be fishing around in here for hours looking for that darn... Oh, 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 but what am I thinking? I've forgotten that my wife recently switched to Buoy Boy. It's the soap that floats. And there it is. Buoy Boy doesn't use animal fats or natural oils like some other soap companies. No, sir. Buoy Boy is made from 100% petroleum derivatives and it's whipped into a creamy froth before it cakes together. That's what makes it float. Yes, you can tell it's buoy boy by its yellowish brown color. That's a touch of sulfur. It rids your skin of germs and gives buoy boy that unique masculine scent. Ah, no fancy perfumes for me. Honey, what's that noise? Who are you talking to? Who's in there with you? Oh, no one, dear. Just buoy boy. It's the soap that floats. And now, back to our program. And time. What's the total, Jerry? Uh, six plus uh, five, then carry the one. That's eleven and a half words a minute. Not the best, but not bad. Not bad at all. I can make coffee, too. Would you need me every day? Oh, yes. 
Yes, I would, Mrs. Cobblestep. And weekends. Thank you, Miss Comstrop. We'll call you. Thank you. Thank you both. It was so nice meeting you. I'll be waiting by the phone. Such a nice phone. Good day, Miss Comstrop. Well, the search is over. We found our new secretary. Not so fast, pal. Eleven words a minute is terrible. Eleven and a half. As far as secretaries go, she hasn't a clue. A real butternut. You could type faster than that. Anyway, I've been thinking. Maybe we don't need a secretary. Besides, we're never going to find anyone as good as Tina. Tina Plotkin. She was the best. Sixty words a minute, filed like an angel, and even took shorthand. Then you two had to go and get all lovey-dovey and spoil everything. Yeah, well, that's over. But that's the problem with hiring another girl. How's that? Well, good morning. I, I'm here about the job. I'm, uh... Dames can't help but fall for me, you know. Oh, that so? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now what if we was to hire a male secretary? A what now? For the mail? You mean someone to lick the stamps? <clears throat> no, you blockhead. Male. A secretary who is a man. Do they even make those? Uh, <clears throat> uh, hello. Uh, I, I'd like to apply for the position of salmon uh, in, in the newspaper. I, I'm Nicolio Typist, that is. Uh, uh, Nicolio Salmon. I, I hear you're looking for a good... Uh... You, you want salmon in a newspaper? Sorry, kid. This is a detective agency. There's a fish cannery a couple of blocks south of here. Handy and Blatt's private puppet investigations. Handy speaking. Rock, it's Blonson. Chief Blonson Williams. I'm honored. Thought you didn't like dealing with quists. Oh, come on, Rocky. You know, the mayor forced my hand on the holiday-only policy. If, if you boys would have just left your dummies at home, we could have worked something out. Ah, uh, let's not rehash this whole kerfuffle. You knew very well we agreed to holidays and weekends. Then you had to push it. Rock, listen. I didn't call to talk about all this. I just wanted to let you know, before it hits the papers, Milton Raspy, he, uh, he didn't make it, Rock. Raspy passed away at 10.15 this morning. Raspy. Dead? 10.15, I... Write that down, Jerry. Sorry to hear that, Chief. Milton was a good man. And an average quist. Yes, well, I know you and Milton were close. So, just in case it's not clear, this ain't just puppet theft no more. It's a murder investigation now. This is a police matter. I want you and Jerry to stay out of this, Rocky. A police matter, huh? And I suppose the police are going to get out there and protect all the other poor quists trying to make a living when they're being robbed and blown up. Ah, oh, come on, Rocky. I'm sending detectives to every club in town. We'll find out who was behind this. Remember, you're a quist too, so be careful and stay out of it. I'm touched by your concern. Oh, one more thing. You said he was awake for a bit after the explosion. Did uh, Milton say anything to you before he blacked out? Yeah, he said he bombed. Best joke he ever made. Never trust a flatfoot. Even an ex-flatfoot? Uh, read me back the notes, Jerry. All right, okay. Um, 
Hello, um, something something uh, makes coffee. Uh, goodbye. Oh, and never trust a flatfoot. You're supposed to take notes. You're interim secretary. Oh, is that what interim means? Oh, excuse me, I hope you don't mind, but I took the liberty of jotting down a few notes on your conversation. Uh, 12.10 p.m., phone call from Chief of Police Blonson Williams. 12.11 p.m., rehashed kerfuffle on holidays-only policy. 12.12 p.m., informed of death of one Milton Raspy. Time of death, approximately 10.15 a.m. 12.15 p.m. You got all that? Nice work, son. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, Nicolio Salmon. Nicolio Salmon. Now that's a name you can't forget. Listen, Nicolio... My, uh, associate, Jerry, and I are looking to hire someone to take notes, type, and do some filing. Filing? I'll take it! What about Miss Consulate? Hmm, she does have a, a certain presence. Tell you what, Salmon, how about we hire you... Uh, oh, gosh! ...on a provisional basis oh. to establish your bona fides. Tell you what, prove you can do the work, and you got the job. And you've got yourself a deal. Oh, thanks a million. You won't regret it. Boy, are we gonna regret this. Grab your hat, Salmon. We're gonna pay a visit to Dr. Casings. Oh, a doctor. All right. Um, my hat. Uh, should I put it on? Oy vey. What a butternut. We arrive at Dr. Casings' office. According to his sign, he's an otolaryngologist. Strictly ear, nose, and throat. Seems the alley behind his office has been turned into an outdoor soup kitchen of sorts. This must be the free lunch Milton was talking about. Looks like every hard luck twist and large neck is here, looking for a handout. Let's go, fellas. Keep it moving. Make sure you got your vouchers. Say, friend... Quite an operation you got going on here. Yeah, uh, who are you supposed to be? You can't get any soup until you get a voucher. Voucher, huh? And how would I go about getting one of these vouchers? That line over there is for free checkups with the doctor. Uh, not you, fella. Quists only. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm just taking notes. Uh, no soup for me, thanks. Notes? What's with all the questions? You fellas cops or something? Cops? Nah, the mayor kicked all the quists off the force months ago. You know, I do a great impression of the police chief. <clears throat> Look at me, I'm an idiot. Rock handy, private puppet investigations. This is my sec associate, Nicolio Salmon. <laughs> a private dick, eh? Listen, pal, we're trying to do the Lord's work here. Uh, Dr. Casing's busy, so, so beat it. It's all right, Horace. I've nothing to hide. Besides, we're old friends. Isn't that right, Mr. Handy? You're the dame from Milton's show. Wait, you're Dr. Casings? Your detective skills are uncanny, Mr. Handy. But... What's wrong? Never see a woman doctor before? You can call me Gladys. Uh, so you're the... Uh, oh, I... Now I... Excuse me. What's with all the rubbing? You're gonna wear out your eraser, butternut. See, my notes have gotten out of whack here. I apologize. It, I thought she was a 
man. I, I, I mean, of course he's not. She's not. That's, I can clearly see. What I meant to say is, I'm Nicolio Salmon, his secretary uh, in training, apprentice secretary, or male secretary, I mean to say it. I, I'm a man, not a... Mix the chatter notes. Listen, Gladys, I have a few questions for you about your relationship with Milton Raspi. Mr. Raspi is one of my clients. Ventriloquists need to take care of their instrument, Mr. Handy. The mouth and lips, the throat. When was the last time you had a checkup? Too long, but what I'm interested in is why you had a front row seat to that explosion the other night. Why, I don't know what you're insinuating, Mr. Handy, but I can assure you I was invited to that show by Mr. Raspi. Uh-huh. He practically begged me to attend, to be quite honest. Our relationship was strictly professional, and I hope he recovers soon. So, you wouldn't be all broken up if you found out he was dead. Dead? I... Oh, that's simply awful. Poor man. Poor? Oh, boy, was he ever. That's why he was slurping up this free grub. A soup kitchen at an old lemologist's office. What gives? This town is lousy with aging quists. Most of them worried their lips are starting to move a little too much. Sure, I treat the rich ones. Throat cleanings, lip emollients. Charge top dollar, too, of these poor bums. Let's just say I have a soft spot for the down-and-out quists. I set up a free clinic once a week. Horace here volunteers and doles out a little grub. Is that a crime? Crime? You misunderstand me, Miss Casings. I'm just curious as to why Milton Raspi's last words would be your name. <clears throat> you needn't stand so close to me, Mr. Handy. I... See, in my experience, a fellow's last words usually mean something, especially when they've just been blown up. I must ask you and your associate to leave before I am forced to call the police. Something tells me you won't do that, Miss Casings. I'm guessing that you don't particularly want large necks finest snooping around here. Is that so? Thing is, I'm not sure why. I'm done speaking with you, detective. Good day, gentlemen. Ma'am. When we get back to the office, I task Nicolio with typing up his copious notes while I brew a fresh batch of coffee. I should be thinking about the late Milton Raspi. Instead, I find myself trying to pin down the color of Gladys Casing's eyes. Rock Handy, Private Puppet Investigations. Handy speaking. Handy. Blonson. Iggy Colfax. Know him? Can't say as I've had the pleasure, Chief. Yeah, well, we just picked him up down on Albacore Lane along with a crate of TNT. Chet, the stagehand down at the Shinola, recognized his lovely face in a mug book. Keep talking. The stagehand saw him snooping around Milton's dressing room before the show the other night. You think he's the killer? I know it. He confessed not 30 minutes ago. Didn't need much encouragement either. The fellow's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Well, where is he now? He's resting snug in a cell at Central Lockup. DA's going to push for the chair. Uh, you didn't happen to get a motive out of him, did you? Look, I just wanted to let you know being how you and Milton were pals. Hmm. Open and shut case, huh? It's over, Rocky. You 
can rest easy. Take a vacation or something. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chief. Rest easy, he says, only now I'm wide awake. Wait, uh, what happened? We're going to jail. Hat and notepad, Salmon. I'm calling in a favor. LNPD central lockup is usually a beehive of activity. But at this hour, they're down to a skeleton crew. The skeleton in charge tonight is an old friend, Officer Rusty Pepperton. I don't know about this, Rocky. If the, if the chief finds out, I'll be walking the beat for the next five years. Ah, oh, come on, Rusty. You're the only one here. Besides, you owe me one. Or have you forgotten the jam I got you out of in Blister Flats? All right, all right. Jeez, a guy forgets his gun one time and you hold it over his head for the rest of his life. Just five minutes, though. Ah, oh, thanks. All right, are you going to let us in? Sure, sure. Who's the scarecrow? That's our new assistant typist in training. Nicole is something. Don't worry, he's harmless. Uh. Nice to meet you, sir. I am new. In fact, it's my first day on the job. Nicolio Salmon, I, I, I have to say it has been quite a whirlwind of activity. Never imagined I'd be working as a real private dick. Uh, I mean, I do have some experience in the field. Uh, after all, I, I worked as an insurance investigator for... Uh... Nix the chatter, will you? More writing, less talking. All right, he's in here. You only got a few minutes and then out you go. Oh, and after this, we're square. Get it? Sure thing, Rusty. Uh, who are you? You ain't my lawyer. Uh, he's got a mustache. You're in a lot of trouble, Iggy. Stealing dummies is one thing, but murder? Where it is, if you don't come clean, you'll get the electric chair for sure. Oh, uh, the chair? Uh, listen, pal. I already told the other cops I didn't steal no ventriloquist dummies. I blow stuff up. I don't care where and I don't care home. Except this time you got sloppy. I knew I should have whacked that stagehand. He's a hired fuse, Rocky. And judging by that accent, he's from Blister Flats. Who hired you? <laughs> Curse that tiny dynamite. Yeah, well that ship has sailed. Don't worry. They say you don't feel nothing after the electricity starts flowing. Well, after ten minutes or so, anyway. <laughs> this is terrible. A grown man crying like this? I can't bear to listen to it. Can't you help this poor slob out, Rocky? Well, I could put in a good word with the chief. If I had something that would help out this investigation... I don't know who hired me, I swear. I never saw the guy. <laughs> he just left typed notes. Uh, excuse me, did you say typed? <laughs> yeah, double-spaced. Told me to pick up the money from a trash bin at 4th and Mackerel. Well, that's just a block from Dr. Casing's office. You know, Mr. Handy, if we took a look at those notes, we might be able to match them with whatever typewriter was used. Not to brag, but I am a bit of an expert in the field. That's a brag? Not a bad idea, Salmon. You still have those notes, Iggy? No, I burned them. Yeah, write this down, Butternut. 
There goes your promotion. Well, now wait just a minute. All right, boys, time's up. Uh, hey, uh, help a fellow out, would you? Uh, uh, this ain't fair. I don't want to fry. Tell it to Milton Raspy, you lowlife. So, did you, did you get anything out of him? <laughs> Just a lot of blubbering. <laughs> Looks like you got your man all right. Case closed. See you around, Rusty. Yeah. All right, all right, sure. See you later. Oh, and uh, just in case anybody asks, you was never here. Uh, so where, where are we headed, Mr. Handy? Call me Rock. Thought we'd check out that corner the thug was talking about near Casing's office. You know, Rock, I've been thinking. I, I have an extensive background in the detective business. You don't say. Oh, well, yes, an uh, insurance investigation to be more precise, but, uh, well, it, 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 it seems clear to me that insurance fraud could be a likely motive for whoever's behind these puppet thefts. Really? Insurance? Well, maybe. Uh, have you investigated uh, other victims? Uh, did they have policies? Hmm, could be worth looking into. Make a note of it, would you? Oh, sure. Uh, say... Who are we working for, uh, exactly? I mean, we, we have a client, yes? And this one's personal. We're working pro bono. Oh, I see. Uh, and uh, how late are we working tonight? I, 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 I have to feed my cat. Feed your... Listen, Simon, real detective work ain't nine to five. You don't clock out when you're hot on the trail. Oh, okay. Uh, but it is just up ahead here on the left. I, uh, I'll only be a second. All right, but make it snappy, will you? Oh, gee, thanks. Uh, I'll be right back. What a butternut. Oh, he ain't so bad. That insurance thing's a pretty sound angle. Oh, boy, here we go. Into the exciting world of insurance fraud. Somebody might be facilitating the dummy's disappearance and taking a share of the insurance payout. Danger. Intrigue. Don't get a paper cut. What do you mean by somebody that Casings Dame is a prime suspect? Nah, I don't see it. She ain't the type. Don't see it? Oh, listen to yourself, Rocky. Gladys Casings is pure as the driven snow. It's not like her name was the last words of a dying man or anything suspicious like that. Uh, will you quit busting my chops? But don't listen to me. I'm just your partner. You know, uh, speaking of partners, I uh, think we're going to have to let Mr. Deductible go. It ain't working out. What? He's quick with a pencil. He probably don't eat much. And that insurance idea is a pretty good hunch. Sure, he talks a lot sometimes, but it's, it's, it's three on a match rock. Bad luck. Oh, how's Mittens? Well, she's fine. She was getting pretty hungry, though. Hey, how did you know that was her name? Oh, Ray. Three on a match, Rocky.
This must be the trash can Iggy Colfax was using as a mailbox. And indeed, you can see Dr. Casing's office from here. Say, huh? don't I know you? Horace, right? From the soup kitchen. Oh, yeah. Hey, you were the fellas asking all the questions this morning. I heard about the quist what got killed. You guys friends of his? Milton Raspy was a stand-up guy. He didn't deserve what he got. Yeah, we was friends. You knew him? Sweet guy. Uh, let people ahead of him in line. Always telling jokes. Sure, they, they were stale, but, uh, hey, helped to lighten the mood, you know. Sounds like Milton, all right. Hard to believe he's gone. Blown up, I heard. Uh, you guys got any idea who done that to him? Well, you might ask Gladys that question. What's that supposed to mean? I was there when Milton was... exploded. His last words were Dr. Casings. So you think she had something to do with it? Uh, maybe insurance fraud. It's a, it's a working theory I had, we had, ha have had, that is. Can hardly believe it. Dr. Casings. If only we could get into her office and examine her records. Listen, Milton was a friend of mine. I, I suppose I owe him one. You guys come by the office tomorrow morning before they open up. I got a spare key, and I'll get you in before anybody shows up for work. Hmm, much obliged. My brain is telling me Casings has nothing to do with this, but my gut... You and your gut. That's why I insisted we keep those sausages of yours at the office. Yeah, yeah. All right, Salmon, I'll drop you off at your place. Get your beauty rest. We'll pick you up before sunrise. Mr. President. What? 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 What's happening? Open up, Salmon. It's Rock Handy. Are you decent? Mediocre even. It's 12.30. I've been asleep for a few hours. Well... Oh, yeah, just a minute, I'm, I'm coming. Change of plan, Salmon. I found this note on my door when I got home. Oh, it's typed. And double-spaced. Come in. Uh, let's see here. Dear Mr. Handy, I'm in trouble. I couldn't talk openly this morning. Please meet me tonight at the docks, 333 Halibut Row. My life is in danger. Signed, Gladys Casings. I knew she was hiding something. Why, this note could be from the killer. Iggy Colfax said his correspondence with whomever had hired him was always typed. The E is a bit high on this typewriter. Hmm, could be a royal. They tend to have a Nix much... Nix the chatter, will ya? Hey! That's a good name for a dummy. Nix D. Chatter. I gotta remember that if I ever get a dummy. Oh, but how could you ever have a dummy? You're a dummy. Ah, you ain't exactly Einstein yourself. Pipe down, you two. Come on, Simon. Grab your clothes and your notepad. Oh, 
Yes, all right. I don't usually go with my gut, but I have a feeling this meeting is gonna blow this case wide open. Mm. You, you know, I was, I was thinking that Horace sure was quick to offer us a spare key. So what, he should be slow? No, I, I, I just mean that the whole thing, it seems rather suspicious. You got good instincts, kid. Don't trust nobody. Only person I trust these days is Jerry, and he's a dummy. You trust me as far as you can throw me, and that's pretty far. Um, that was a joke, Sam, and I'm very light, get it? Yeah, you see, Jerry's a custom job, carved from a single piece of virgin basswood with one unique feature, hollow core. Hollow core? That's right. As per my own specifications, all of his wooden parts are hollowed out and pressurized with oxygen, then sealed with shellac. It makes him more lightweight. Oh, lightweight. As a feather, I'm so light and very buoyant. Oh, okay, uh, I, I'm ready. Uh, do you, uh, are you carrying? A gun? Uh, they're more trouble than they're worth. Never use them. These fists are the only weapon I ever need. Don't worry, kid. Just keep your eyes peeled. Is that odor? First time in a cannery, kid? Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure it is. Hmm. Power's off. Hello? Dr. Casings? Gladys? I. I don't think anyone's here. Ah! Get that flashlight out of my eye, will you? Oh, oh sorry. Well, the door was unlocked. Someone's here, all right. I can almost feel it. Shine that light down here. There, see those wet prints? They lead up the stairs to that office. Now watch your step. The, this platform doesn't have handrails. How did you know that? Well, I used to work the canning line as a lad. Hey, you see that big grate below us? Yes. That's where they keep the sterilizing boilers for the canning process. It used to get so hot in here during the summer, felt like Hades itself. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Somebody's in that overseer's office. Uh, let's move up nice and quiet-like so we... The power's on. Oh, that light is so bright, I can't see a thing. Be careful, the burners just came on. <laughs> oh, I'm hit. Oh. Oh, look out. Oh, grab my hand. Got it. Wait, Jerry, I, I dropped him. Hey, it's getting hot down here, uh, and I'm wearing wool. He's on fire! Okay, lower me down just a little bit more. Come on, I can almost reach him. Losing my grip. Wait, didn't you say he was filled with oxygen? Correct. A very flammable gas under high pressure, and I'm on fire. I'm pulling you up. Hold on. Leave him, Rock. We, we gotta get out of here before he explodes. Uh, am I old enough to smoke? No, no. Oh, oh my, my arm. Uh, oh, I'm blacking out. Like I said, Rocky, three on a match. I'm getting you out of here, even if I have to carry you out 
Did Jerry perish in the explosion? Will the detectives make it out of the cannery alive? Who is silencing the puppets of Large Neck? Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion of Puppet Hunt, Large Neck Virgin. Speaking for Garbex, this is Rock Handy. And Jerry. Are you overwhelmed by trash can odors? Plagued by pesky cats and dogs? Well, you may need Garbex. It's brand new, economical, and harmless. Next time you're taking out the trash, sprinkle wonderful new Garbex directly in your pail. That's great, Jerry, but what about flies, ants, and other insects? When you use Garbex, you'll find the germ-carrying insects won't haunt your garbage pail. Garbex is non-poisonous, harmless. And remember, odorless garbage will not attract dogs and cats. Ask your grocery, drug, or hardware store about Garbex today. It's economical to use. A can weighs one pound, lasts a month, and is never more than... 15 cents. That was exciting. Wow. I, I'm i blown away. Well, so was uh, Woodrow. Yeah, I guess that was a poor choice of words. And huh? hopefully, maybe not Rock Handy. That would make it a very short series if he gets blown up. I was really kind of thrown off by that harp at the end. Are Rock and Jerry like doing the commercial from heaven? Harp glissando? Whoa. Step back. Mr. Vocabulary. So you thought the harp meant that they're in heaven? Yes, they're doing ah. the commercial from heaven. And like wow. maybe part two, they, mm. they guide Nick's from... Well, maybe like, it's like a, a whole new series where they're, they're in heaven and they're, they're like uh, angels? It'll be like the movie Ghost, but on the radio. Ah, that could be... That would be terrible. Like maybe Nick's is making a puppet and he feels the spirit of... I hope it doesn't no, go that way. No, that's too modern. It's too modern. That's not going to happen. So, listeners, just like you, we haven't heard part two. We yep. don't really know if so phone in if those uh, questions at the end or how to answer those. Yeah, oh, phone yeah, the in. questions at the you end. You can't phone in. That was a new thing. Right. I've never heard that. The questions? Yes. Well, it's probably the new regional network. Is like, Could be local. They want to keep hooking people and all that stuff. Yeah, it depends on your uh, amplitude, I mm. think, of your radio tower. So I hope we hear more of Chet. I like Chet, the character. Who is Chet. that? Chet was the stagehand at the very beginning. Oh, the laughing guy. Yeah. The guy mm-hmm. thought thing, the jokes were funny. About yeah. the, ham- the hot dogs. Rock Handy still sounds effeminate to me. I don't know if that... Yes, but he sounds less stupid. Yes. Uh, absolutely, he is uh, on top of his game. Very confident. Yeah, so I don't know. What do you What do you think of that? Do you like Rock Handy? Uh, being... I hope it continues, yeah. Okay. He's always been my favorite character since he solves all the mysteries anyway. Going back to that other commercial, the Bowie Boy, that's oh, yeah. two diphthongs in one product. I don't think you can say that. No, you can say that. You can say that. Anyway, I don't think they were implying that you could see anything. I think they were just saying that he's in the bathtub and it's... Oh, yeah. Water. I thought it was a little bit... Uh, risque? Risque. Thank you. That is the word I was looking for. A little risque to have that man all alone enjoying himself so much in the bathtub. Well, he wasn't bathtub. alone completely. 
He I mean, had his, boy boy. That's true. And then his wife, his wife sounded suspicious. I don't want to go too granular on, the, on the commercial uh, here. Did you imagine like a little character, a little like little soap character named Buoy Boy? Maybe had a little hat. And then he was opening his mouth and making that foghorn sound. Yeah. No, that's I, what did, I, imagined. I did not imagine that I at all. I pictured that. Wow, that's speaking of granular. Uh, it seems like Woodrow, in the scene where they're doing the, the com- comedy, as it were, uh, that if he had dynamite in his mouth, because he was like, dynamite, dynamite, that he would have opened his mouth or thrown it, flung it across the room and not just mm. let it explode in his mouth. Okay. Yeah, good point. We'll, we'll see what people think about that. Yeah. I mean, obviously that would keep the show from Would have been a very short episode. Yeah, just a, whoa, nobody got hurt, good deal. Like, it still would have been an investigation, but less dramatic. Yeah, that's true. Less dramatic. More on paper. What's this holiday-only policy? Something about a kerfuffle? Yeah, so Rock is upset. He quit the force. It seems like he quit the force over the holidays-only policy. Right. I assumed it was something to do with their dummies. Yeah, so they're only allowed to like throw their voice and have their dummies with them on national holidays. On holidays, or maybe not on holidays. I couldn't. I didn't really understand it. What did you think of Doctor Casings? Uh, good. I thought uh, she was good. I thought it was going to be a man, and I, I remember uh, thinking that the doctor is a lady. That's that old uh, adage. Did you feel a little? Tingle when she said, "How long has it been since your last checkup?" I thought that was very I don't know forward I don't of her to part. ask Rock. Oh, never mind then. So uh, butternut was mentioned uh, in this one. I put I put a note of that butternut being yes. someone yes. who's not skilled. What a butternut! Yeah, I wonder if that'll come back. I hope People so. Say that because well, it's a type of yeah. wood you'd use to carve dummies. Right? Soft. Yeah, we've easily we've, carved. We've seen that before. We're in a little bit of our. Uh, yeah. Background work that we've uh-huh. done. Yeah. And this was set. It's a put down. It's a bit of a put down. Yeah. But it sounds playful, right? Uh-huh. You know, like you're, you don't feel too offended. You know you're... No, I wasn't offended. So there's different levels, right? You know, like you could be... A real butternut. A real butternut or, or just... what a, a butternut. Yeah. No butter beans Would that or offend you if somebody called you that? No. Okay. Not right now. But I'm not a puppet. Uh, the other notes that I had... Let me look in here. My notebook. So Iggy Colfax, speaking of butternuts, he sounded like he could have been a dummy. He reminded me of Woodrow with the... A little bit, yeah. So do you think he... Probably the same voice actor. Iggy Colfax was was an actual thug who never talked, and then his dummy did all the talking for like what, you know, like the... It's radio. Plea bargaining and stuff. Yeah. There's certain characters where you're like, was that waiter, that waitress, was that a person, a real person, or is that a is that a puppet that's doing the talking? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about now, but uh, the yeah, it could have been, could have been. You never know unless you see pictures from on the stage where they were acting it out. Yeah, it is a bit of a. I assume it was acted a out. A constraint of radio is right. harder to see. And Horace uh, was a good character, I thought. Uh, yes. But I'm, I'm pretty sure Gladys Casings is going to be the murderer. Oh, so suspicious that she was there during the explosions and we have a professional relationship, you know, and all this uh-huh. stuff. It's, so, it's just a matter of whether Rock can survive the blast and then yeah. really, like... Type notes. Get get enough evidence to lock her up. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the whole hollow core thing? That sounded really... Uh, it's interesting that it got so scientific. Yeah, 
I was wondering that too. Accurate. I'm like, can you really actually hollow out a piece of wood and sure. then fill it with pressurized oxygen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It seemed like a really long, circuitous way to just have Jerry explode if that's what we were no. hearing. Made him lighter, though. Well, I would have used helium. Aren't they already hollowed out to put your arm up into the Whoa. body of the... Well, not the wooden parts. The arms? You think the arms are solid? Yeah, it could be. Most the of them time don't move, moves. though, right? The arms don't usually move. This may have been a more uh, anatomically correct dummy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so three on a match. What's that? Jerry says that a couple of times. Have you ever heard that expression before? No. Mm -mm. Uh, well, I have a, a theory. Okay. Is that if you are lighting a cigarette... Okay. And the you're trying to get three people to light the cigarette on the same match that the last person's going to get burn burned. Your fingers. your fingers are going to get burned. I see. But Jerry made it sound a little more ominous than that. So more like an idiom. Yes. Or a metaphor. Close enough. Uh, it could be. That could be. We'll find out next week. That wasn't one of the questions. Um, who is Jerry Parrish? That's what I've written down. No, the question is will jerry perish will he die at the end well, did, did he die did jerry perish i assume there was either another character named jerry perish or that was no, his, his name is jerry name. blatz is the name of the so there must be another character lots of typewriter stuff in there yes Type i notes. like the contrast between the very slow and the very fast typing that was a, a lot of things that highlight for me typing type notes double space trash can mailbox well the typewriter was sort of the internet of the 1940s right i mean true? it was making all these things just can you not challenge everything i'm saying it's part of the commentary that would be sorry yeah, we there's a yes and thing in i remember improvisational your, your talking spirit guide my spirit oh i had to let go of him but let's yeah we'll get back to that yeah we're I, my lawyer said I can't say anything about that. Wow. So. He'll pay. He'll yeah. Pay. Um, but I thought overall it was a good episode. Very exciting. It's nice to hear Jerry uh, interact with Rock on a case. You know, it's quite possible that when they got the opportunity or were forced to restart the series, um, they said, we need more Jerry. Like, just because mm. he was like a popular character. Do you imagine they were forced to? Yeah, possibly. You know, like the... Suits, we're saying, you know, like, you know, lawsuits put them in there. No, the people who dress up in suits and boss other people around that's another I think in the 40s, metaphorical. Wore a suit. Oh, that is a good point. All right. Um, well, I think that's it. That's all I got right now. Yeah. Um, listeners, we I'm decided uh, to start the next record. Yes, we're going to flip it over in just a little bit here and do our recording, but you're going to have to wait have at a, least another week for the next episode. Funny story. Yes. Uh, I hope it doesn't interrupt the flow. It already when has. When I first put the record on, I had it set on uh, 45. Mm -hmm. So it sounded funny when I played it. Now, see, I knew you were going to say that, but I let you finish. Yeah. So that was nice of me. Was it? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, because I was no, like, I could you. see from your the look in your eyes, you're really going to tell me that it was sped up and they sounded funny. It, and it I thought, sound well, funny. let me just let them tell it on it the air. It was like the, the Mouseketeers. Was that that show? Chipmunks. No, it was the Musketeers, where they uh, sang the Christmas song. Oh, it's the Chipmunks, really fast, really Christmas. fast. I think that's uh, you're wrong. Even something I got a, a third thing. I gotta really stand my ground on this one. Pretty sure it's Musketeers. Listeners, yeah, once again, in. 
write in, email, or Reddit. Yes, just leave a post. All right, thank you for listening. This has been Puppet Hunt Radio with Matt, Matt and Lane. <laughs>